nice and bright in here. <laughs> Good afternoon. Yeah, I was on a podcast, man. Let's go. Excited. Hello, Ashton. How are you? You know, I am doing good. I'm glad to be here this afternoon. It is nice here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Surprisingly cool for this time of year. 81 degrees, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's cloudy and it feels good outside. No complaints for me this afternoon. I feel good. Lunchtime. Good, good. So, Ashton is an Olympic award winning swimmer. So, how did you originally get into swimming? Um, you know, I got into swimming um, through the YMCA, not the Special Olympics. As you can see, my shirt here with the Special Olympics distinction. Um, I got into that when I was young. Um, most black people did not swim. Still today, a lot of African Americans and minorities they don't swim. But I got into it because I found that it was fun. Um, I mm -hmm. found that it could be something that uh, could help me grow in my life as a person, and knowing that. Swimming is something that could eventually help me save somebody's life. So yes. it's good. It feels good to know how to swim and, and feel uh, that there is courage in it. Absolutely. You know, I feel good. There's some courage in, in knowing how to swim because a lot of people, they may be strong, fast, or whatever. But uh, when you get in that water, the water doesn't care how strong or fast you are. The water wants you to be gentle with with great strength. That means being able to take your strength and apply it to the water. That's a big deal. Definitely, definitely. You know, I think it's, um, it's always interesting when people say that, you know, Black people don't swim. And it's a stereotype that I wish, <laughs> you know, it would be easier to end. I think the, the issue is people are sometimes afraid of the water, Right. Or, um, also because we've had bad experiences with the people when it comes to swimming. That too. So, that too. But it is a very, 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 very valuable skill. And, I'm and glad it keeps you more. in shape. I mean, you, yes, absolutely. You can do it till you're 80 or 90 years old. That's something. It doesn't mm -hmm. tear up your body like other sports, like running or, you know, other activities. So it's it, there are many reasons why people should do swimming uh but it doesn't take the place of running but what it does do is it helps you with high altitudes and stuff mm -hmm. like that because a lot of people who get up in the mountains or stuff they have really hard times breathing I, i've never really had issues with breathing uh in the mountains except for when i went to new mexico i had to cover my face to keep the ice crystals from <laughs> going down my throat but other than that you're ready to rock and roll and get on the slopes and go ski it's cold i don't do the cold i'll tell you what Ooh, my black self was so glad to get off the side of the face of that mountain man Ooh, let me tell you man <laughs> i said i was glad somebody in there could cook because it certainly wasn't gonna beat me and there wasn't no ubers on the side of a mountain so you can't ask Absolutely me to help not. you cook, <laughs> but <I'll>, <laughs> the, the pizza man wasn't finna come deliver your food to you, but it was great nope. food that those folks cooked down there. So shout out to uh, those folks out there uh, that had food, uh, good food for us to eat. It was great. Absolutely. New Mexico. <laughs>
I love it. I love it. It's great today. And, um, <laughs> Olympic medal winner Ashton Smith is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So when it comes to being a part of the Paralympics, um, how did you originally get into that? Because that's not easy yeah. to get into. No, the, the Special Olympics is, is a little bit different than the, the uh, real Olympics and the Paralympics. Um, you know, with the uh, program that I'm in, the Special Olympics, it's kind of the, 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 the bottom of that. But it doesn't mean that we don't put in the efforts or we don't try still very hard to get into because you're having to beat out thousands of people to go. And, right, you know, exactly. in our state, we have, yeah, we have thousands of swimmers. You know, you're not beating your town. No, you're beating, uh, you're beating other people um, mm -hmm. from the state and then national and all these other things. So it's, uh, it's a big deal. And the Special Olympics, you know, we as athletes, we put in as much effort and time. I know for me, I was competing in their unified division, which means you're competing against people who have no disabilities. You're competing against regular people. And that division is hard to get into because I was doing the hardest activities that they had. I did the 400-meter dash. I did the stuff that people didn't want to do. And swimming, you know, I did the 500 and some of these other races that people did not want to do. Uh, you think about, you know, everything that God gives you. Yes, I'm visually impaired. But at the end of the day, God has put me in a position to do many things despite my disability. I said that in a room on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Um Shout out to that room, you know, debate the news. That's a cool room. They, they've uh, let me speak in there, uh, Million Marathon, all that kind of stuff. Shout out to them. But, you know, like I said, in those spaces that God blesses me with my talents and I'm going to use my talents to help other people. And I think when you when you do that, uh, then you are blessed by that. Um, and not everything has to be financial financial. Somebody can say, hey, I'm gonna bless you with a car or whatever, right? Fill in the blanks. So at the end of the day, I try to put the best effort forward in my life and to show that not everybody in the Special Olympics is mentally uh, you know, they're not, uh, you know, they can comprehend, right? We're not incompetent. We're, you know, we, we understand what's going on. We know uh, uh, where, where our place is in the world and I know where my place is. And I know what I'm capable of. And that's what, you know, that's what the Special Olympics essentially taught me as far as sports, that I could do anything that I put my mind to. Um, but there are some other details that I think later on, you know, your audience would want to know about the Special Olympics and how it is so different from uh, the other two, the Paralympics and the Real Olympics. Those are two different organizations. Absolutely okay. different. And I can explain that. Did you have any questions or things that you wanted me to talk about related to how the Special Olympics operates? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, their program's a little bit different. Uh, 50, uh, 50 years ago, the Special Olympics, it was started uh, pretty much with a hope and a dream. Uh, and essentially, uh, the folks who started that, it was started, uh, I believe, by the, what is it, Kennedys or what have you. You can look it up, uh, Special Olympics. And uh, it you know, continue to grow. Um, the fact that it was started in somebody's backyard. There you go. 
at the end of the day, though, we as athletes, we don't benefit from being in that program. Um, we do not get paid financially of any kind. Um, you know, and I just and, and that's not fair when we put in hours and hours of time, transportation, we are forced to pay for, especially if you are no longer a part of the school system. The school system paid for uniforms like this or whatever people needed. Well, I'm not in school anymore. So that burden fell on me to have to pay for food and hotels and all of that. While the Special Olympics told the public that it, the money goes to help us. And I've never benefited financially from their program. And that's what I speak out about. That, and that's what my story is about. That, I'm, that I am an overcomer, overcomer despite the fact that I did not get paid. Despite the fact that I want to make a living. There is a difference. Right. Because when you say you want to get paid, that means, you know, you're only thinking about money. No, that's not true. I lost both my parents. That's the only thing that's going to take care of me. My mommy and dad's not coming from the grave to take care of me. And that's the difference with the Special Olympics. Special Olympics teaches people that the world owes you something because you're disabled and that the world has to take care of you. The world doesn't have to take care of you because you're disabled. The world doesn't owe you anything. And when you come out here in society, you have to work in society. People aren't going to let you live in apartments for free. People aren't going to let you live off of them and pillage off of them for free. And this is what the Special Olympics teaches people with disabilities to pillage off people or work meager jobs. You can't be a public speaker in the Special Olympics. You can't be an author. You can't have an LLC. You can't be married. These are things that affect people for all the days of their lives. And some people are left in bankruptcy like I was. Why? Because I knew the legal system. I didn't want to be taken advantage of or exploited. And I told the Special Olympics, then come sue me. Because if you do sue me, then at the end of the day, you have to explain to a judge why you did not pay me or why you did not allow me to make money off my image. Why was my image exploited to make millions of dollars? And at the end of the day, you say that calmly, right? And that's what I say. I speak the truth. Does that mean that I don't have the right to get paid? Special Olympics told me I didn't have the right to make money because I'm an athlete. No, I don't want to hear that. I have the right to make money because I'm grown. I'm 40 years old. And I don't want to be told these things are impossible. Now I know these things are possible because I am no longer in the Special Olympics. And I'm glad not to be in it in its current state. Am I fighting to go back? You betcha I'm fighting to go back to the Special Olympics to be able to rebuild uh, my image from the ground up, to resurrect my image and who I am as a person. I'm a really good person. And there was stuff said about me in that program that was not true. And those are things that audiences need to know. I never assaulted anybody like this white lady claimed that I put my hands on her and abused her, did not. There was never anything filed about that. Because they keep reports on how the athletes act on the trip, but they don't keep reports on adults. Wait, um, uh, wait. so somebody accused you of putting your hands on them? Yep, and that's yep. And when I went to yep, and when I went to the uh, police about how I was treated in the program, I got kicked out the program for communicating with the Fort Worth Police Department. I'm sitting here like, hold up, why is it that I am? Uh, in trouble for talking to the police 
about an athlete who threatens to harm me. And they're okay with that. They're okay with an athlete that talks about racism and harming me. And mm. I have recordings about it. I said, guys, no, I went to you about these issues. You did nothing. You guys told me to shut up in 2018 when stuff happened to me. And it came out in the recording again that they, they essentially told me to forget about what happened in 2018. No, no, no. You allow athletes to talk about punching me, hitting me, shooting me or stabbing me. Wow. And I'm supposed to just forget about that because I'm a black person and my life is worthless. That's what mm -hmm. the CEO told me the next following fr that Friday after that Thursday, mm -hmm. right? The next following day, dude told me to get the letter I wrote. You're completely banned from the Special Olympics for talking to the police. Okay, well then. Wow. Okay, I'm gone because I stood up here and I speak the truth. Y'all abuse people. They abuse people sexually. They have raped people. There are cases about it all mm -hmm. over. It's like the Boy Scouts of America when all those people got molested and stuff. You know, in the 90s, when I was a child, I dealt with things. At the end of the day, even as an adult, I dealt with people trying to do harm to me, and they mm -hmm. didn't care about that. When I sit here and talk about Special Olympics Texas Confederate flag, go Google that. I'm telling you things you can go Google. I'm not just sitting here making this up. A black boy was uh, molested in their program and sent home with Confederate flag memorabilia and told not to tell nobody, which was the same memorabilia that was written on the palm of a woman's hand with erased marker, and she erased it off her hand when I told staff about it. No, nah, man, it's crazy. Y'all allow people to draw nooses and, and guns on their hands and stuff like that. But I can't speak out because I'm a black person. I was called three-fifths of a person in their program. Mm -hmm. But how do you move forward and you overcome all that? I told somebody through the legal system because I'm tired of being abused and used and told that I'm not of value. The only thing that is of value is my talent, not me. I'm going to say that one more time. The only thing that is of value it's my talent, oh God, and not me. And that is a problem. That the only thing they see is a talent that can bring them money and they got eyes on people, right? I didn't watch the Special Olympics this year. Didn't watch it. It's not benefiting me. They didn't even make the regular ESPN. They had one guy talking, but, you know, they don't talk better than I do and they were a white person. They don't want to reflect black people. I was told that because I'm a nigger, right? That's how they say it, not nigger. They don't say that. They say nigger, E-R. There's a connotation difference. Mm -hmm. It's a difference. And I was called the E-R word, but I couldn't call anybody retarded in their program, but they could call me the N-word like it was my name. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's a problem because when I went to staff about it, I was told to shut up about it. These are things that I told the Special Olympics, I'm bring it, bring it, because I shouldn't sit here and be Yeah, uh I'm I mean somebody just called me, uh, but what I can tell you is um it, you know, it'll work out. And I think in my life, um Oh my God, I'm a bro.
but it's interesting what she's talking about when it comes to the Special Olympics, because we all know that USA Gymnastics dropped the ball when it came to their athletes and sexual assault. So I was saying that the Special Olympics is doing the same thing. USA Olympics Committee, y'all need to get it together. Y'all need to get it together. It's not just gymnastics, y'all. As you can see, you're hearing it right here uh, from Ashton Smith. So we're going to see if she can come back on. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot for sure. Okay, we're going to see if she can come back. If, um, oh. Hold on, one second, I'm gonna edit, gonna drop this one. Let's remove this one from the screen. One second, yeah. Perfect. Okay, you're all good? Now we're back, yeah, no, somebody had called me and I had to go get the phone, uh, see what they were wanting. But yeah, um, what was I, where was I at? And I was talking about, uh, you were talking where about, we at on, hold on, you were on the special Olympics and how, yeah. And how the, you know, and how I got, you know, essentially reprimanded for talking to the police department. Who am I going to call my dad, my mother, my uncle? I guess, no, if something is going on, you're going to call the police the last time I checked. And that's why I kept everything documented because I uh, essentially told one of my friends, I said, the only reason, and, no, and I made that police report because I told her, I said, if something happened to me, I can have something in writing that, no, I reported this because y'all allowed an athlete to talk about harming me. And I spoke out about it. Uh, you know, somebody named Billy, won't mention last name, but he threatened to punch me. I have all that stuff in writing, right? They allow these people to say anything. You know, when they get out here in the real world, just like a person with a disability in the real world calls somebody a name, that, that woman's husband beat up that dude. Am I saying that somebody, no, but the real world doesn't care about your disability. They're not trying to find out Oh, are you disabled? No, that's that man's wife. And right. that man's going to protect his wife. Okay? And people in the Special Olympics, a lot of them do not know how to govern themselves in society without their help of their parents. My parents aren't helping me how to govern myself. Right. My parents aren't waking me up every day and telling me, George, let's go do this. Ask No. I have to govern myself. And the Special Olympics does not teach these people prepared readiness for society. I'm going to say that one more time. Special Olympics, they will not teach people how to prepare for real world preparedness in society. That means working in the workplace, going to go get better paying jobs. What they wanted from me was for me to work at a grocery store essentially for the rest of my life. Wow. 
and or work meager jobs. You're not allowed to be an author or have a podcast or do anything, have a home or anything that can gain you financial wealth or freedom. What they tell you is to go get a job at the Texas Workforce Commission. The last time I checked, no job at the Texas Workforce Commission has made anybody uber wealthy. Bye. I'm tired of being told that my life should be minimized because I'm different. I'm tired of being told that things are not of value because of the color of my skin. Mm. I am not of value in the state of Texas because of the color of my skin, the Special Olympics replied. This is what I know that is not true. The actual state of Texas gives people opportunities in real society. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a public speaker, the state doesn't tell you you can't do that. I said, no, no, the Special Olympics told me I could not do that. Mm-hmm. There is a big distinction. The Special Olympics is the ones out here telling people they can't have money or you cannot have these things. Right. You know, and I sold a lot of this stuff. I'll be real with the public. I sold my medals to eat. I sold my medals to have money in my pocket and nice clothes. I sold my medals because I wanted a life. I sold apparel from the Special Olympics. What 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 am I going to do with that? I've got uh, backpacks and stuff from the Special Olympics that I'm going to be selling or getting rid of or giving to the homeless. Why? Because I'm not in the program anymore. There is no need. I got two big trunks full of stuff that I've had for decades. I've been in their program for 30 years. I'm selling that stuff. Why? Because I'm not in the program. It doesn't benefit me to have. Now, I've got my medals up here that I won beautiful from the world in national games. Great. But all of the other medals, I sold a lot of them. I have to. My parents died. And the Special Olympics essentially told me they didn't care that my parents died. They didn't care that Nobody from their program gave me a condolences or I'm sorry. Nobody. Wow. So it just let me know that my life is not a value to them, that I have to shape my own value. You know, uh, you know, I try to find a quiet mind and a quiet heart and stability. Having those things is also the answers to my problem. Nobody wants to be a beggar. Stability, you're not a beggar anymore. You have all of those things in your life because you're not up here chasing somebody else's bank account. Now you're chasing your own bank account because mm-hmm. you've changed the way you think mentally and physically. And I've had to you know, take psychology and a bunch of counseling and all of those things. Absolutely. I had to take counseling. You have to. And mm-hmm. all of the way I was treated was documented. Why? Because now that stuff is can be held up in court. Yes. You go to board certified counselors to talk about your issues, you know, and people are afraid to get help. I dealt with great depression while being an athlete in the Special Olympics, like uh, the gymnast. I dealt with that. There was times that I thought about taking my life mm-hmm. because I got that depressed. Those are things you have to speak out about in a society like this. What can depression lead to? It can lead to suicide. But for me, it didn't because I found a higher power or a higher calling, mm-hmm. as you can tell. Mm-hmm. So if you find your purpose, then you have to lean on that purpose that God gave you. 
And because God gave me a purpose, then I'm not going to stray from that. And so moving forward, even though all of these things happened to me about the racism, all of this stuff happening to me about being exploited, what is the new chapter and what am I doing in my life right now? What I'm doing in my life right now is that I have an opportunity to go to Houston and push everything back dealing with the Special Olympics. It doesn't mean that it's not a part of my story, but what that means is for me to push it back and create a new path, a new chasm. And for me, if I continue to do that and I create that in my life, then other people are going to want to walk down the straight path with me because even the good Lord says that even sometimes he'll make that path for you. That you don't have to try to walk on the bumpy road and the uneven surfaces in your life. It's hard to do that. And it's hard to make it. And when you have people in your life that are behind the scenes, they all know who they are. And I'm grateful to uh, the gentleman taking me to Houston and getting all that set up. Why? Because he's showing me that anything is possible Mm -hmm. that you put your mind to. And if you're willing to work and if you're willing to go, We'll take care of the rest. Okay, I'm willing to go. Then they take care of the rest. There are companies that will pay you. You should not have to pay them. So when I move forward from all of those things, now we're moving into a new era or positivity called Golden Ashton LLC. That is the name Mm -hmm. of my LLC because I know that that's important because I started that after leaving the Special Olympics because the government told me I could. This is America. The government told me that there is no program, no business, no corporation that is above the federal government and its laws. Once I knew that, I took off. I have I have the right and ability to go seek a job. That is what the government told me. That is what the labor board told me. You have the right to go out here and go seek a job. I shouldn't be held captive. The Bible says slaves are people set free. My captives whatever. We're set free. And that's me. I don't want to be captive by a modern day slave system called the Special Olympics. You know, somebody, they don't like the way I say that. But I say that from a legal purpose. And the reason I say that is because I don't make money. You know, and the Special Olympics thinks that these things are okay. And when you move from that, I want to make my own money, not be used to make money for somebody else. And that's me right here. Mm-hmm. This is the flyer that went out to over 50,000 people in their program. This went out to everybody. And so I blew it up to show, okay, this is what these things look like when you're on these shows. This is mm-hmm. my face. But did I make money from the logo down here? No. Did I make money from any of this stuff? No, yeah. I did not. They made a lot of money from this. And this is proof that my image was used in their mm-hmm. advertisement, their logos to make money. Yeah. That's not okay. And this was in, this was actually the flyer when we went to World Games. This was the Dubai flyer. Wow. That everybody got. And I was broadcast all over the world. I never got a dime. Never got anything. And then you move forward and then you push the gas. And I got a book now called Swimming Upstream to Realize the Dream. Why? Because I'm trying to realize my dream and what it will take 
for me to financially make money because Special Olympics, it was a false dream. These are all the lessons on the back of the book. People can look these lessons up, read them, and you will be able to find which ones work for you. These are all things that I uh, learned for myself, um, you know, finding your uniqueness, these kinds of things, uh, persevering through trials. So th there's a lot of things on here that I think people can learn. And the reason that I named this book Swimming Upstream to Realize the Dream was because Special Olympics was a fake dream. It was a fake dream that did not get me paid. You did not make me money. The organization promised a lot to me. That never happened. And wow. yeah, and that's why I wrote a book. Why? So that I could have some kind of income legally, ethically, and under the law. The government told me find all and every job legally, ethically, under the law and go do it. Public speaking, legal, writing a book, legal, LLC is legal. And the government told me to take off and that's what I'm doing. I push all of that back because it took mental fortitude to go from, you know, and, and somebody asked me one day, why were you suicidal? Because I had the CEO of the program essentially tell me to take my life, that I'm a poor N-word with no money. They called the police on me on 3-3-2020. Called the police on me. There are police reports about it, and they said they never did. No, they called the police on me and told the police that I was suicidal, which if I was, that's because of your program. And I let mm -hmm. them know that. I said, no, no, y'all are here because what? Now we're talking legalese. What are you here for? What is your purpose? Who are you here on behalf of? And they told me the Special Olympics. Okay, bye. That's a conflict of interest. You don't need to call the police on me when I went to you about abuse. And when I went to the police about abuse, I got in trouble. But now y'all are using the police department to essentially check on me because y'all sit with them in meetings called the law enforcement torch run. Mm. They have, they participate with law enforcement. No, that's a conflict of interest. The, even the police had to leave. The dude said, we can't even, because legal, I'm talking to you legally. What are you here for? What's your purpose? And who are you here on behalf of? That's the law, period. Mm -hmm. And they had to go because those are the questions that you have to answer, period. And when they told me they were here on behalf of the Special Olympics, bye. I'm, I'm in legal blah, blah, blah with them. I told right. the police that came to my door that you can't call the police on me after I called the police before you guys about being abused in their program. The Special right. Olympics, I was out of their program in 2019. Why did y'all call the police on me in 2020 months later? That's not checking on me. No. That's not. called we control you and we know where you live because the staff even said that to me. Like they would use my information to track me. Wow. No, I don't need to be tracked and monitored. Same thing when I was in their program. When I would be out drinking outside of their program, I would get in trouble for that. But I asked the law, how am I in trouble? I didn't break any laws. I'm allowed exactly. to drink. I'm allowed to do these things. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're no. Bye. T-A-B-C. What is the law? Now you know the laws for your state. I am allowed to drink. I'm 21 or older. I'm 37 years old. Bye-bye. And they try to tell me that laws don't apply to them and all these things. No, the laws do apply to you. You're not going to tell me I can't drink outside of your program when you're not paying me anything.
You're not going to tell me that I'm not allowed to seek money or fame or fortune. In this book right here, I'm grateful for swimming upstream to realize the dream. Why? Because any and everybody can read my story without calling the Special Olympics now. Mm-hmm. Here is another book that I was featured in. Shout out to this young lady. Also, she did this wonderful book, featured me in this book. Nice. Grateful for this. I-L-L-U-S-I-O-N is that book. Good cover. She said she will be doing more books like this. My story is featured in here. Really good job she did. Good pictures, good graphics in that. I'm grateful. She'll be adding this in color. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Mm -hmm. Look at that. Those are great pictures. And I told her, I said, look, if I get on here, I will certainly show it. She did such a great job. Look at that. And that's me there in the suit. She did a wonderful job in this book. And everything just came together nicely. And that's me wearing, of course, my medals. But that's what I tell people. This is about telling the truth. It's not about this or that. It's about being honest. And these two books allow the public to see and learn about my story. Of course, this one's my book, and this is the other lady's book, and I'm grateful for her. But you can go get my book on Amazon and also in Walmart. I am also grateful for that. This book, Swimming Upstream to Realize the Dream. And I hope that people realize their dreams, that things are possible. And no one tell the truth, regardless of the circumstances and regardless of possibly even losing your career like I did. I told the truth. Solid Rock I Stand on the Bible talks about this parable. And I kept that uh, when this stuff was happening to me. And it just is the truth. My house never fell off the stone. My house was set on solid rock that my house didn't waver like it would in the sand. Right. So at the end of the day, my truth doesn't waver. And what happened to me won't waver. That is the life that I try to tell people and be factual and honest. And when you are trying to live your dreams and be prosperous, this is the greatest country. in a, You know, this is the greatest place to do it. America, because you can have a dollar in your wallet and someday have a dream that makes you millions of those dollars. And my dream is to continue to use my 25 years of public speaking experience, continue to tell the public that this is a job. This is something you can do. This is more than a job. It can even be a career. Public speakers make money. Um, and I want to make a living, right? There's a big difference. I want to make a living and you can make a living by being a public speaker and doing all that you can to tell the truth and unwavering with honesty and trust. And that's what I hope to do with my life is bring trust to the public, bring people to the public and help them to understand that special Olympic athletes like myself, special Olympics athletes, have real stories and we all have a purpose and we all want to work. Not every one of us want to live off our parents or society or welfare or any other government system unless we have to. And I've had to do those things because I lost both my parents, you know, and people ask me all the time and I speak the truth. I lost my parents. So I'm not going to be ashamed to take government assistance if whatever came my way and nobody should because God knows you should never be ashamed to, like my girl brother said, 
use the cane of safety. What does that mean? If there's a safety net, use it, right? Use whatever you need to do in this life to keep you safe and keep a roof over your head. And if it's the government because you lost your parents like me, God bless you. If, you're, if your parents are still in your life and they're able to help you, amen. God has a purpose for every one of us, and I want us to know that our purposes are great. And we are defined by what we choose to do with our lives. And we are defined by how we treat one another. If we treat one another the way that we would want to be treated, we all prosper. If we fail not to treat folks the way we would like to be treated, then very few will prosper. At the end of the day, God calls us here for a purpose. And that is what we're here for. You have any questions as well? Absolutely. So there's a couple of different ones, but... um... Yeah. What is the what is the main thing that you want to accomplish if you go if you choose to go back to swimming? Are you looking to get more? Are you looking to just do it because you want to as opposed to almost you're being forced to do it? Or are you looking to do it so you can go back and get some more gold? <laughs> I want to do it so I can go back and get the gold and I'm fighting for reinstatement. Good question, man. Actually, I'm fighting. You know, I'm going to be fighting for reinstatement and the right to be able to monetize my image. I have never, ever asked Special Olympics to come out of their wallets to pay me. So I'm going to write that disclaimer. What I had asked them was to allow me to monetize my image while being in their program. Monetization does not take money from your program. They wouldn't even let me do that. So at the end of the day, it is really difficult at this time to go back to a program that is in its current state that does not allow its athletes to monetize. Exactly. You can't do that. Yes, I would love to go back and get more gold medals, but um, the fight is ahead of me. And uh, knowing that um, the court system is where it's at and knowing that that's a blessing, I told the truth. And I told the truth in police reports. It says at the bottom, do you hear about swear? Yep, that you're telling the truth and Nothing but the truth so help you God. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing in bankruptcy court. That's a judge. You swear by everything that you say is the truth. Absolutely. And that's why on these apps like Clubhouse and these other things, people may not believe me or believe my story. But I was in a room with a lady, won't mention her name. But she was like, essentially, uh, I'm going to help you. And then sent me some stuff in my back channel and lied and essentially said, I only said that to make you feel better. Then that's lying. I don't want your excuses on why you said it. I don't want your excuse on why you said it. So it's like, if you don't want to help me, just say that. And I never went back in that woman's room since. Exactly. If you don't want to, if you don't want to assist, then that's fine. Just scroll away. Just tell me. And then not do it. That's just not right. No, Um, that's lying to people. Olympic medal winner uh, Ashton Smith is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. Yeah. So when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be someone that uh, persevered, someone that overcame their circumstances, somebody that gives back to to others when opportunities present. Meaning, if I'm financially stable, then I'm able to, you know what I mean, help other people. But Absolutely. you can't help others when your oxygen is running lower, your head is in the water as well. So at the end of the day, let's make sure that we 
rise above all this. I try to make sure that I rise with positivity, end with positivity regardless of this. This program was not to bash. Here's the disclaimer. Everything for me that I said in this disclaimer is my story and my story only. The only thing in this disclaimer for me is speaking the truth and being honest about my life. This is not indicative of those who participate at this current time, rules, or other circumstances that may be applicable. At the end of the day, this disclaimer lets the public know that we live in America and we have the right under the truth with free speech as long as we are honest and govern ourselves properly. This story right. is brought to you by me and the feelings are only written by me, not applicable to any TV, radio programs, or other stations. Uh, like that disclaimer? Yes, I love it. Uh, me too, me too, yeah. me too. Thank you so very much. Tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, and book you. Absolutely. Well, if people want to uh, book me for public uh, speaking opportunities and those types of things, folks can um, reach out to me at um, Ashton1049 at gmail.com, Ashton1049 at gmail.com, or they can also, people who have cash app folks, they can also do that because I know when I go to Houston, uh, that'll be a good time for me. Folks can find me at Cash App Money's with a little money sign, Golden Ashton. Very simple. And you can Google me on the internet, Ashton Smith Special Olympics, to find out more about my story. You can find me on all of the social medias under Golden Ashton and even Ashton Smith. Ashton Smith on Facebook, Golden Ashton on my uh, regular, on my business page, and YouTube is the same, and Instagram, TikTok, and this new app called thread so you guys can find me out there you'll see me with the little swim hat logo so you got that all that's uniform and the same i want you guys to be able to find me on the web and again go get my book swimming upstream to realize the dream and these books are available this one is also available and this is available so you folks get out here and go get these love you folks i pray to god every day at this time i come to god because i'm grateful <laughs> heavenly father thank you for this show Thank you for those who run it and keep it whole. Thank you for all that they do. I thank you for this lady allowing me to tell my life and disseminate it over the airways. I thank you for what we have and what we have brought to grace. I thank you for what is above and what is below and all your creation and all that you made in his name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope all of you guys have a great rest of your day. Get on out here and go swimming. Temperatures right now in Texas, it'll be a 91 degrees. Temperatures will reach 105 today. Dallas, Fort Worth, humidity 71. So get on out here today and have a good time. Pools are open and Texas is ready for business. God bless y'all, man, and be blessed. This was fun today. I'm glad I came and I'm glad I was able to tell my story and disseminate it to your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Have a good day. Thank you. And when this comes out, I'll get it shared out and get it on LinkedIn and other social media. And um, let me know or send me a